I'm Eduardo Medina, editor-in-chief of the Auburn Plainsman, and today on Suite 1111, I'm talking with opinions editor Jack West about editorials, columns, and how we go about balancing our opinion section right here at the Plainsman. Jack will talk to us about our most recent editorial that gets into the heart of why keeping reporting and editorializing separate is especially essential for journalism and the public right now. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Jack West. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Sweet 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. Jack West, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks for being here with us on Sweet 1111. Yeah. Jack, um, you know, we're here to talk about editorials and columns and your role as the opinions editor, but I know your other major is history. And yeah. so I'm going to quiz you. Can you talk to us right now for a second about the history of journalism and its background, you know, with regards to uh, uh, being opinionated and editorializing? Yeah. So, um, Journalism really uh, started with the country, um, 1776, but uh, a lot of that was not really recognizable as modern-day journalism. It was uh, newspapers were published by political parties. It was very opinionated. There was no like even pretending to be unbiased. Right. Um, but then, kind of as the 20th century comes into being, you get people really emphasizing that they were unbiased, that it was a credible institution. Uh, and they so they separated. They kept opinions, but they separated them um, and put them in a on a specific page or certain area. And kind of now, where this editorial comes comes into what we started talking about was some of that started going away. Right. Even though it led to a golden age of journalism um, in the 1900s. Right. Uh, you know, keeping that in mind, um, you know, this historically important writer for the Plainsman, Ann River Siddons, uh, recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find out about that? So we got a letter um, from a reader who sent us a clipping out of her obituary. She had highlighted where she wrote for The Plainsman, and kind of the part that stood out to me was not only did she write for The Plainsman, she got fired from The Plainsman. You know, it doesn't happen a lot. You don't really hear about that. So I kind of started doing some digging and eventually started looking through our files and found what she'd written, and she just, you know, it was a great way to tell this story. Yeah, and you're... uh... In your editorial, you kind of use sit-ins as a vessel to kind of channel the journey of editorializing in newspapers. I wonder if you can talk about when we started messing up. <laughs> and we, I mean, you know. Journalists? Journalists, I mean, the industry as a whole. Yeah. When so, did that line start to erode, if that makes sense? Uh, for me, it was, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's a definite line, but right. today some of the most prominent journalists um, are acting politically. Um the most watched news host in the country has been on stage campaigning for a political candidate. Um, and I, I don't think it's inherently right or left. I think it's just, it's harder to tell when this journalist is telling the facts or opinionizing when, you know, it's just on TV. And when you've got to fill 24 hours of content every day, 
it can be easy to kind of slip into right uh, into opinion, but you know that that line is important. So let me ask you this: I mean, what what makes Siddons different from uh, those pundits, as you say? Uh, what made her work back then unique uh, or well, special? So the Plainsman has always a published has always published just a opinions page, and that's where Siddons' piece showed up. It was clearly marked. It's a column. And that's important because it protects the credibility of the newspaper mm-hmm. because it, it's not saying this is fact. It's just saying that here's someone's opinion. And her opinion was important enough because she was uh, arguing for integration. She was calling for tolerance and uh, kind of making fun of people who were, <laughs> uh, you know, organizing against integration. Right. And being able to prove that that was a column, that that was opinion was good for the plainsman because hers was a voice that needed to be heard and it worked best that they could kind of keep their credibility and put out important opinion pieces. Yeah, something I really appreciate that you did, uh, you know, for this editorial was you went back and digged through the archives of the Plainsman and, uh, you know, you obviously read her piece, but then you went back and read responses to her piece, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, Can you talk about those responses that you read? Yeah, so before Facebook comments... um, (laughs) People used to write letters when they disagreed or agreed with an editorial. Uh, she she wrote her opinion piece. It was published in mid-October. Right. And people were publishing columns and letters to the editor about it up until December. It was, a you know, she started a conversation that lasted every week for almost a month and a half. Wow. And, you know, there were people who agreed with her. There were people who disagreed with her. There were some who insulted her. One called her an old maid. Um, <laughs> But regardless of what their opinion was, nobody was saying she was lying. Everyone believed her to be honest. They just disagreed with her. And I think that's a really important distinction. No one was saying she wasn't telling the truth. They just thought she was wrong. And when you say the truth, you mean her truth, right? She was telling her truth, yeah. They, right. There was no debate on you know, whether or not she was talking about reality. She right. was just telling what she thought was right. They weren't saying it was, uh, you know quote-unquote, fake news. Yeah, that, that term hadn't been around yet. So let's get into that term um, and where we are now. Um, fake news. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... so I, don't, I don't know, where do you want to start with that? Um, I think it's a dangerous term. I want to right. say that on the outset, but uh, it's... Yeah, it, to me, fake news seems like a way to discredit journalists right. when you might disagree with their opinion, and it's a way to discredit the facts that back up that opinion. Right. In your editorial, you kind of say how uh, there needs to be a distinction between editorializing and reporting, and that distinction should be practiced by journalists and seen by the public, seen by readers. Can you talk about why that's important? Yeah, uh, so journalists have a, a really important role in society, especially a democratic one. And for that to function, they've got to be believed. Right. Um a discredited news organization, they're not credible, but they're not useful, right? You've got to be able to establish trust between an audience and a news outlet. And the way to keep that trust is to ensure that you're keeping your own personal opinion out of the writing. There's obviously places for opinions. What I'm doing is based on that, but there's got to be a clear line where a reader can say, this is reporting this is, you know, editorializing. Right. I wonder if you can talk about how we at The Plainsman go about filling our editor- our opinions page. So um, every week, 
we publish an editorial, and that's where all the editors sit down, come up with an issue that we think is relevant, and then sit there and argue about it until we know what we can all agree on. Then I take the rest of the weekend and the week and write it, and it goes through a series of edits. The editors read it over, ensure that all the language is still correct, mm -hmm. that we all can agree on it still, and then we publish that every week. Right. Um, but that usually leaves space, sorry to interrupt, but no, that usually leaves space for either letters to the editor from people who don't work at the newspaper or um, columnists at the newspaper. And those we like to publish because we like to share all the voices that we can, not just our own. Right. So the editorial obviously is not your opinion. Right. It's not <laughs> my opinion as, you know, yeah. many letters to the editor seem mm -hmm. to believe. Um, it's the editorial board's opinion. Mm -hmm. Editorial be editorial board being comprised of each editor mm -hmm. in the Plainsman. Yeah. Right. It's, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a critique that a lot of papers get is publishing editorials were just hiding behind some kind of Yeah, that's fake, a common refrain, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, editorial name, but it really is the conglomerated opinion of a group of people uh, who have different experiences and life outlooks, but kind of what they can all agree on, what they think is true. Right. The title for your editorial is Turning Controversy into Conversation. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? So that's, what, that's where the letters to the editor and the columns come in. Right. We don't like just throwing information out into a void. We would really like to have this be like a two-way streak, right? Where we put out our opinion and then we have people send back theirs, mm -hmm. whether they like it, whether they don't like it. Um, instead of just typing it in a Facebook comment, send yeah. it to us. We'll put it in print, right? I mean, we don't put everything in print, but we'll put it up somewhere. We, you know, as long as it's academic, as long as it's civil, that shows our readers that we're not biased. We listen to the other side because we do. Um, and we want to represent that. Right. Well, I wonder if we can end off by, uh, I want to read the last paragraph of your editorial. Go ahead. Uh, just because I thought it was, it brilliantly sums up what we're trying to get at. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Conversations like the one started by the death of a columnist are vital to our democratic and journalistic process. And it shouldn't take the actual death of the columnist to remind us that. Death of a columnist being obviously the title of Ann River Siddons' famous column. It was prophetic in a way because that column ended up getting her let go from the paper. But yeah, it was striking how well that fit together. Well, I thought it was a powerful way to end off. And uh, it was a great editorial. Thank you. And uh, hopefully there'll be more to come. This oh, there's always more to come. Perfect. Jack West, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. My thanks to Jack West for being with us today. Our editorial this week is titled Turning Controversy into Conversation, and you can find it on newsstands in Auburn or online at theplainsman.com. Suite 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network and a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it and let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.